I, I think people just lose the confidence because it, it is tough, man. It's tough to get that first sale. It's tough to get it out there. It's tough to get people to believe in what you're doing and yeah. what you're selling. But you know, if you keep riding it, man, you keep pushing it, you're going to get better and better and more and more people are going to hear about it. And you're going to find your audience and, and the best way to sell it and what to say and how to do it the right way. So if you keep pushing, man, that, that stack in the garage or in the upstairs of my house is eventually going to fade away and you're going to have to reorder. Welcome to Unstoppable. Are you tired of inspiration and ready for action? Are you ready to study the process of success? My name is Ralph Graves Jr. And on this show, we will hear stories of amazing people who are not just dreaming, they're actually living the life they want. Now, if you're ready to start moving toward the dreams you know you can reach, you are in the right place. This is Unstoppable with Ralph Graves Jr. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Unstoppable Podcast. I'm your host, Ralph Graves Jr. And today, my guest is none other than Mr. Ice Shaker himself. Did I say that right, Ice Shaker? Got it. <laughs> Chris Gronkowski. Hey, man, thank you for coming back, man. Hey, man, you know, last time we talked, um, I was just starting to build my house. I'm still building it years later. Wow. So uh, this is pretty cool because you kind of met me at the beginning. Now you're meeting me at the end, man, again. So... Now, are you still building it because it's that big or are we having trouble getting material in there? What? Uh, both. Both. Both, is yeah. what it comes down to. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it is a large house, but um, yeah, I mean, it was during the pandemic. Material was hard to get. Yeah, Labor was hard to get. And then yeah. um, there was just some some builders' errors, man. And then they didn't want to step up and fix them and take responsibility for what they did. So yeah, uh, the entire house was laid with wood flooring and the entire house had to be ripped up. Uh, wow. with wood flooring and replaced with new wood flooring. So uh, wow. quite, quite the process, especially when someone refuses to do it and then you got to wait and then you got to let new wood sit and you got to lay that and let it sit. And it's, uh, it's intense, man. So, so, anyone first, that wants so, to the, house, so the first lesson, to, first lesson today for the audience is no matter how fast you think something's going to get done, it's just never going to get done that fast. <laughs> uh, yeah patience patience for sure patience. Uh, yeah yeah especially when building a house that's uh it's tough it's tough yeah. i recommend uh buying one that's already built okay all right i'll keep that in <laughs> mind <laughs> i'll keep that in mind man thanks for coming back on the show and and for those of you who haven't heard maybe it's your first time hearing this podcast we talked back in in 21 right brother around well, 21 did we talk in 21 and oh, wow. um we had a fantastic conversation uh, about his childhood and growing up and and uh, and his product, Ice Shaker. We'll talk a little bit about that today. But I, I, we relaunched the podcast, man, and I wanted you to be one of the first guests, man, because um, you just have so much to say about perseverance and resilience and being unstoppable husband, father, um, you NFL player, uh, uh, business owner. It's just, you know, people think these things are easy and that uh, one thing automatically makes another thing work. Uh, but but um, I, I want you to definitely share with us today how much work that everyone has to put in just to make life work. It's just, <laughs> you got to keep showing up. You got to keep showing up. Man, so tell us about Ice Shaker. Let's, let's talk about Ice Shaker first. And we're going to dive into some other things, man. How's it going? How can we get the product? Describe the product one one more time for everyone. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we just came off of a, a world record breaking event uh, earlier this year, which is pretty cool. So we set the most, the record for the most protein shakes shaken in a relay fashion. Uh, <laughs> and 
that we just recently did um, at our local youth high school football field. Okay. Uh, so it's a really cool community builder. We raised a bunch of money for our local youth foundation as well. Yeah. Um, and we broke a record. So uh, pretty cool to say we have a world record now, but uh, the company itself, we've been doing well. We just got the NFL licensing, uh, which we're super pumped about. It was a challenge to get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, the product itself started as a shaker bottle. We now have over 12 different types of insulated stainless steel bottles. Wow. Uh, anything from a, a one gallon jug to a half gallon, 36 ounce, 26 ounce, 20 ounce, 14 ounce bottles. Um, and they can be used for anything from mixing proteins to just as a water bottle. So uh, the company's grown a lot. We sell in pretty much every channel, I feel like at this point. Uh, and we do a lot of customization as well. So uh, yeah. with the holidays coming up and uh, birthdays, uh, corporate events. We do a lot of just custom logoing, custom sayings on bottles uh, for really for any type of event or person or gift. So company's been doing well. We, uh, had a great run so far. Now, listening to this program, man, we have a lot of young entrepreneurs and even older entrepreneurs, man. And they they have these ideas. And sometimes, man, you know, we get talked out of the idea that we have or we might think it's stupid or we might think, ah, somebody else has that. When you first came up with this, with this ice shaker, because, you know, all of us protein shakes would shake them up. They wouldn't stay cold. They wouldn't break down properly. What was your, what, what made you stick to the idea? Cause I know some people tried to talk you out of it and said, Oh, that's not going to work, man. What, what, what made you stick to it, man, to, to persevere through this? Yeah, man. I mean, I think pretty much everyone thinks you're going to fail. Um, and everyone thinks it's a terrible idea and it's tough at the beginning because you know, the sales don't pour in when you first start up. No one even knows what it, what it's about. Yeah. No matter how great the product is, I mean, you're not moving hundreds of thousands of units until you know you really get it out there and you really build a name for yourself and you have reviews, you have people talking, uh, you have the capital to to really pour into it and and build something awesome. So yeah, it's, it's super tough at the beginning. Um, I kept going because I was super passionate about it. Uh, I loved working out. I loved sports and fitness, and I wanted to get back into that space. So. Uh, at that point, man, no one could really talk me out of it. And I just also had this competitive side. You know, if I was going to go all in, if I was going to buy this product, which I, I bought 10,000 of them, you know, I was going to find a way to sell them. You know, there was no way that I was going to let those sit in my garage or in the upstairs of my house or wow. whatever it was. I was going to make sure that I sold each and every bottle, you know, that I purchased because, uh, you know, that's just how I am. You know, if I start something, uh, I need to finish it. And that's what happened. It was tough, man. It was it almost felt like it was impossible to, uh, to get a, a couple sales when I first started and going to shows and grinding it out on a weekend and you know waking up on a Monday after you work the entire weekend and doing it all over again is, is tough. But uh, when you when you're super passionate about it, you just keep finding ways to win. Yeah. You know what? You're speaking volumes right there, man, because I know so many authors like myself and a bunch of other authors I, 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 I'm around. People have made T-shirts and people, you know, I know a lot of entrepreneurs that will buy their own product. And like you said, two years later, it's still sitting in the garage. It, it takes something to, it takes um, some sort of really, it takes intestinal fortitude to really get out, pop open your trunk and just sell your products. You have to really believe in that to, to make that happen, man. Um, and, and I hope those are listening that you may have product in your garage. It might be two years old. It's time to get it out there. <laughs> it's 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 definitely facts, man. That's the facts because at one point, you know, you 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 knew that that was it, man. Like you knew when you had the confidence that that was the best product ever, and 
I, I think people just lose the confidence because it, it is tough, man. It's tough to get that first sale. It's tough to get it out there. It's tough to get people to believe in what you're doing and yeah. what you're selling. But you know, if you keep riding it, man, you keep pushing it, you're going to get better and better and more and more people are going to hear about it. And you're going to find your audience and, and the best way to sell it and what to say and how to do it the right way. So if yeah. you keep pushing, man, that, that stack in the garage or in the upstairs of my house is eventually going to fade away and you're going to have to reorder. Yeah, yeah. And I think you said something to uh, key man just now is is um, uh, uh, it being tough. What was because I think it's natural that everybody wants to quit, but it's not natural to quit. But I think it's natural that man, I may throw in the towel. I this you know, I this is not working out. I want to change directions. I think that might be a, a natural thing, but it's not natural to quit. Um, the driving force, you know, you said it was it was inside of you. Uh, to really believe in your product and and really get it out there. Did you have any other outside forces too that that kind of really motivated you and, and fueled you to get it done? Anything yeah, I mean, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you always have the person that says like, "Oh man, like, there's no chance this is ever going to make it." Right? Yeah. So you, yeah. you hear the talk, and uh, it's always it's. I mean, it's negative energy, but it's motivating, especially early on. And sometimes, you know, that's yeah. what it takes. You know, that's what it yeah. takes. Uh, it's kind of like playing a sport, man. You got a guy talking trash, you know, you're going to step your game up and yeah. it's kind of the same way in business. Someone's talking trash saying you can't do it. You're going to make sure that you can get it done. So, uh, man, I, th I think that's, that's with everything. I mean, you got to prove everyone wrong. You got to keep putting that work in. So yeah. outside forces for sure. Um, I mean, there's also the positive side of it too. You know, you have people like, like my dad, who's been in business for over 32 years, yeah. you know, just giving me, uh, insightful tips like, Hey, great idea. You know, start slow. Don't order too much. You know, make sure you you know you get your staff and you get your staff early. Make sure you have all your inventory in line. Uh, you know, really encouraging. Uh, but unfortunately, I didn't really listen to him much at the beginning. So, uh, yeah, man, you kind of just hear the negative thoughts and you kind of um, you know, you build on that. And, and really, yeah. for a lot of people, I think that's enough to get you going at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and then you realize pretty soon, man, that. You know, they're they're negative because they just can't do what you're doing. You know, I they, think we, they, we had uh, talked about this uh, a few years ago, man, about um, kind of letting the negative folks go. You know, it, once you find out they're in your staff. As a matter of fact, I know you and I talked about it before. For sure. and, and, and I wanted to ask you this inventory and staffing. We have to have both. What what's more important, the inventory or the staff to get it out? Man, that's that's a tough question, man. Um, yeah. You go back and forth on all that. I mean, you got to have a product to sell, right? And yeah. uh, you got to be able to provide good service. And if you don't have it in stock, it's it's super frustrating. Kind of learned that early on that we got all these customers, and um, you know they were they were getting frustrated because they would order and order and order and try to reorder. And we won't have the product. So um, yeah. definitely having product is is massive. I mean, that's huge. If you run out, you're you're hurting yourself and you're hurting reorders and you're hurting your customers as well that have customers themselves that they're trying to buy for. So sure. product's huge. And then, um, man, I mean, really people, people are everything in a business in an organization. Yeah. Uh, so if, I mean, if you want to win championships, you have to have the right people on your team that are doing the right things to, to win, to win overall. I mean, you, you have to have that right culture and, you have to be able to go into work every day and know that your team's there for the right reasons, not just to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Now in building your team, what are some of the key things you look at, at when it comes to building a team, man, you're from a, a, a 
a, a famous sports family, man. You've played in the NFL. We're going to touch on that a little bit. Um, last time we talked, man, you talked about how your dad raised you guys. I think it was hockey first, right? Am I oh, right? Yeah. It was oh, hockey yeah. before it was football. So we, you know, playing sports your entire lives, um, a lot of us really understand team. How do we make those who never played sports? I'm a, I'm a retired police officer, played sports. I'm a retired police sergeant. Some of the hardest people to have on my squad were men and women who didn't play sports. Now, I know that it, they were just very, very, they didn't understand the concept of do your job. So how do you deal with or, or do you even hire people that really that don't have a, a sports background, don't understand a team background. There's some brilliant people who never played on teams before. Yeah, man. I I just had a friend that told me that he would never hire someone that didn't play a team sport before. Yeah. And I was like, that that's very interesting. That might be my next interview question. Yeah. Uh, so um, I hadn't put that much focus on it up to this point, but yeah, uh, just naturally it's happened um, where you know the people that are in my organization now especially the higher ups, they, they've all played team sports for sure. Yeah. Uh, they know how to win, they know how to lose as a team and yeah. um, kind of just naturally happened for me. So I, I guess I was kind of lucky in that aspect. Um, it's also been years of kind of just finding the right people for the right spots as well. So yeah, yeah. it just kind of happened to uh, fall in the right spots for me. Yeah. It's natural when you grow up in it, man. It's natural. It's It's natural. You know, when you're playing team sports since you've been six years old, you gravitate. I mean, like attracts like. Eh, it's just it's just what it is. You know, like attracts like, and and um, you know, it 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 is it is natural for that to happen. Um, let me ask you this, man. What uh how has failure or apparent failure shaped your life or prepared you for success later on? A uh, failure or apparent failure, how has it prepared you for success later on? Man, I mean, you you gotta you gotta learn from it, right? So, yeah, uh, I learned from it over and over again when I first started the business. Um, I don't know if we hit on it last time, but our first order, I mean, it came in ten thousand bottles upstairs in my house, and I shook the first three, and the fourth one I shook, uh, it leaked everywhere. It just poured oh. out. Uh, I could actually not even have to shake it; I just had to put water in it, hold it upside down, and just poured out yeah. uh, wow. with the top closed on it. So. Uh, man, right from the beginning, it was, you know, how do we how do we get around this? How do we fix this? How do we make sure this never happens again? Um, so it was now, you know, finding third parties to come in and inspect the product before it was shipped out. It was now uh, going upstairs and upstairs my house and twisting off every single lid on 10,000 bottles for three months wow. and replacing every single one of them and checking them before they went out. And uh, it was just it was just a beat down. But what it made me do was realize how important quality control really was and to make sure that that didn't happen again. So uh, we then put all the processes in place after that to uh, to ensure I wasn't going to have to uh, sit in the upstairs of my house for another three months and, and twist lids off. So yeah, yeah, that's just, just one uh, very small, I, I would say at the beginning, it was a big deal, but um, at this point, looking back on it, probably a, a smaller problem that we faced that I've had to find solutions for, but uh yeah, you learn. I mean, if you fail or it's just not working out, it's not going the right way. Um, you know, even with hiring employees, if someone comes in and it doesn't work out, a lot of people just say like, oh, it wasn't the right fit. You know, I would always look at it and say, you know, what could I have done better? Why wasn't it the good, why wasn't it the person the right way? Did they just, you know, did I not prepare them? Was this not 
uh, you know, what I thought it was as well. How, how do I get better? So, um, at first when I first started, it was all about, you know, these people don't know what they're doing. How come no one wants to work? And, yeah. uh, why can't I find anybody that, that wants to be here and, and pretty soon realize that, you know, you got to flip it and you also have to be self-aware and in, in what you're doing as well. And you have to build that culture and make people want to be there and, yeah. and, and make people want to, want to score that touchdown is kind of what it comes down to. If you want them to win and you got to yeah. figure out how to make them want to win as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff, man. Friend of mine, um, John Maxwell uh, says all the time, everything rises and falls on leadership. I can point the blame at people all I want to, but the bottom line is everything rises and falls on leadership. And I, and I think what you just shared early on when it came about to, to the, to the tops on, on the shaker bottles, um, I, I heard paying attention to detail. That's what I heard that you, that, that, you know, we really, no matter what the task is, sometimes we got, we got to pay attention to detail. I mean, that, that's dedication to have gone through all those shaker bottles, 10,000 to make sure the top doesn't leak, man. But that's loving your product, believing in your product, paying attention to the detail of your product. And it's a wonderful product. I like to tell everybody that we're going to tell everybody how, how to get it for themselves. And I didn't know you had gallon. I, I, we need to talk about that too. I'm going to have to go back to the website. I, I'm, I just got the, the protein shaker. I, I need to get some of the other stuff as well. Some other stuff as well. Um, in the last five years, last five years, what new belief or behavior or habit has most improved your life? And uh, I mean, habit wise, I would say, I mean, by far it's a, it's having a schedule and sticking <laughs> to it. Okay. I mean, it's crazy because I actually started off and um, I didn't have a calendar. Like no calendar. If people like, hey, I'll call you tomorrow at one. And it was like, okay, call me tomorrow at one. And you know, wouldn't I wouldn't even be around. You know, I had no clue. Um <laughs> but really it, I mean, I kind of bring it back to um uh, like like studying for a test. You know, you always kind of wait to the last minute, you cram it in. Uh, but when there's like, you know, it's the last night or you gotta get a project done, you get it done, right? Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. Kind of like a calendar for me. So um if I put something on there and I block it off for 30 minutes. In that 30 minute time period, even if it's the last 10 minutes of that 30 minutes, I get it done. Okay. Uh, so the calendar has kind of been a sense of urgency for me, uh, a sense of organization um, as well. And that's been a huge change uh, since I started the business. You know, when I first started, it was all about just get it done, get it done, get it okay. out the door. Um, really no planning, no organization. It was, you know, we, we just got to get it out the door kind of deal. Uh, now it's all about let's plan. Let's be ready for it. Let's make sure we have it. Let's make sure we have the right people in place, make sure the right inventory is in place. And it all just takes a lot of planning. And um, it, it all starts with having a, a calendar and a day-to-day to-do list. So you look at that calendar every day. Is it a weekly thing? Is it something you do? I, I time block. I try to start Sunday night and I kind of I kind of time block the rest of the week, you know, filling in some things as it goes along. But is it something you, you know, you look at that? I know you look at it daily, but do you schedule it at night the night before or how do you do it? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm a lot of stuff's coming up throughout the week that I'm adding onto the yeah. calendar. Right. Okay. Um, okay. you know, I have certain times for certain things as well. Uh, I like to attack yeah. really the stuff that's going to take a lot of attention and, um, mm-hmm. a lot of concentration I like to do in the morning, uh, when I'm fresh and you know, I'm, I'm ready to kind of take on bigger projects and I'm not flustered yet from all the stuff that's hit me throughout the day. So, um, or even on weekends, like I will take a weekend and I'll use it to kind of wake up early and 
uh, attack things that I knew um, were going to be tough to get done when my phone was ringing uh, or I was getting emails coming in. So, uh, yeah, I'm always always kind of building out my calendar as it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm looking at it the night before and saying, hey, this is what's coming. This is what I got to be prepared for. Uh, kind of thinking back and thinking through my day uh, at nighttime sure. before. Sure. And then I wake up, I check it again, I go to the gym and uh, I kind of make sure I know what's good for the day and I crush a workout and then I get the day started. Typical morning for you starts at what time, Chris? Man, so uh, today up at 4.30, uh, I'm trying to get to the gym around 5. Okay. Uh, I won't work out for more than 45 minutes. So I'll do 45 minutes and then um, I do like to play a team sport. Um, so I'll play something like, like pickleball or pick up basketball, uh, try to play that for like 45 minutes if I'm going to get some cardio in and then I'm home to, uh, get the kids ready for school and get them out the door. And then, okay. uh, then my work day starts. Yeah. Pickleball is taken America by storm. I've never played it yet. I, everyone talks about it. I may have to get out there and give it a shot. It's good, man. You, you pick it up quick and, uh, you surprisingly get some good cardio in, especially as you get better. So. Uh, it's it's got me more shredded. I can tell you that. Okay, I'm I'm gonna have to keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Last last couple of questions, man, because I don't want to hold you up long, man, because it's been very helpful, and I, I'm glad we touched on the calendar piece, man, and and keeping a schedule, because a lot a lot of listeners, man, are are really trying to make it, man, really trying to get it going, and that keeping a schedule, it it freed me. It it didn't put me in chains. It actually opened up. You know, me really learning how to keep a schedule, man. So I'm, I'm definitely glad you, uh, you, you, you definitely shared that. Let me ask you this question, man. Um, what advice would you give a, a, a college student, someone driven, about uh, entering the real world? They're, they're driven. They're great. Not they don't have to be college. It's just you know what. I'm, I'm older now. I'm in my early twenties, and I'm really doing this real world thing. What advice would you give them, no matter what the industry was? Yeah, I mean, get out there and do it. Do it first. Get an internship if you can and try to find the best person that's doing what you want to do and, and learn from them. I mean, that's that's really it. I wish I could have done that. Um, I didn't do any internships. I didn't really know what I was going to be doing. And um, then I went and started my own business. And I've never really seen someone run it the right way um, until I kind of went back and started asking and really looking for for those answers. So. Um, I never even worked in a, in a big like corporate setting. So I, I didn't really understand like, why do we need these rules? And why do we, why does everyone need to you know follow these, these certain procedures? And right. I thought it was crazy at first. I'm like, yeah, we, we're not, we don't need corporate settings. We don't need those type of rules. Yeah. Uh, let's kind of just wing it and everyone's going to show up. Right. And everyone's going to do the right thing on their own. Um, unfortunately that wasn't the case at all. So getting out there, actually learning from someone that does a great job and, seeing that culture and, and, um, and seeing what they built and how they built it is, I mean, it's really invaluable. So, um, I, at this point, like, I love going to businesses now and just seeing how things work. So like, mentorship is important. Yeah. Huge. Absolutely huge. So mentorship's great. Asking for help is huge. Um, if you're going to actually do it, man, I, I do. I like helping people out. I hate when people ask just for advice and never actually use my advice. So, right. so, yeah. uh, if you're going to reach out and you're going to say, Hey, um, you know, how do you, how do you do this? How'd you build this out? And then the next week I see you doing something completely different and exactly opposite of what I said, or just not using the info at all. Uh, it gets kind of frustrating, but, um, yeah. I've seen both sides of it. I've seen stuff where I've told kids uh, that have reached out and they're in the college level or even high school. And 
I've seen them put it in motion and, you know, it's, it's awesome to see. So uh, when they do reach out and they do put it into effect, man, it's um, it's a great feeling. It's awesome, man. Thank you for sharing that. Chris, let's talk about the product. Let's talk about how this audience can find you. And then I'll have one final question. Um, where can we find the products? Give us the website, give us everything. And I'm going to put this in the captions. You guys are going to see it all over the place on every platform, but, but Chris, where can we find the product? Yeah, for sure. We're, man, we're everywhere now for the most part, but um, yeah. let's see, iShaker.com still the best spot. I mean, if you're an Amazon buyer, it's going to be there as well. Okay. Uh, I know if you're Amazon buyer, you don't always like buying from websites. So uh, we're in GNC, Vitamin Shop, all the Lifetime Fitnesses, all the 24-hour fitnesses. We got in all the Sprouts. Uh, we're in half the Walmarts. Um, so we're is definitely out there in retail uh, as well. But if you're looking for the best, the newest, the custom, uh, the engraving, all that kind of stuff, just check out our website at iceshaker.com. I love it. I love it. Um, where can they follow you? Yeah, check me out. It's uh, at Chris Gronkowski, pretty much on all the platforms, but um, okay, most active at this point on Instagram. Okay, okay, very good. Guys, follow him there. Chris, last question, man. If you could have a billboard anywhere, where would it be and what would it say? Anywhere in the world, where would man, it be and what would it say? That's crazy. Uh, a billboard anywhere. I mean, dude, my, my thing's always been from day one, um, you know, it's, I mean, hard work pays off at the end of the day. That's it all day, every day. If you put the work in, you're going to be successful. Um, I would put it, man, I put it where the most people that can see it, but really I'd like to inspire people that are younger, um, that are starting to put that work in, you know, even if it's a high school locker room, you know, a football locker room or a stadium, okay. um, okay. would, would be pretty cool. Cause I mean, we have a youth foundation. If you could change one kid's attitude or, you know, future by, you know, a couple pieces of advice, uh, it could change the world. So I uh, definitely would, would love to impact our kids as much as possible and let them know that, you know, from day one, you know, learn, learn how to work hard, learn how to put that work in, get your schoolwork done, get the work done on the field, and you're going to be successful no matter what you do. Thanks, Chris, man. Thank you for spending time here, man. This was the second time that you came uh, and 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 hung out with me, man. Hope we can do it again, and maybe it won't be so long of a time in between, man. Um, thank you for sharing all of that wisdom, and um, the folks here at this audience, at Unstoppable Audience, will be checking you out and will be supporting you. And the information about your foundation, where can we find that? For sure, it's uh, the Grok Nation Youth Foundation. So uh, just go to the website there, GrokNationYouthFoundation.com. Well, thank you, man. GrokNationYouthFoundation.com. And That's let's, it. Uh, let, let's, let's be a part of that. Chris, thanks for coming on, man. Guys, you've been listening to the Unstoppable Podcast with Ralph Graves Jr. And remember, let's be unstoppable together. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Unstoppable. If you like this show, my only request is that you share it with someone you know who needs to hear it. A huge part of the journey of success is doing it in community. So I want you to share this episode with a friend of yours. And if you want to get in touch, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me a DM on Instagram at Ralph Grace Jr. with one thing you loved about this episode, and I will make sure to give you a shout out. I'll see you next week on Unstoppable.